you would be the oldest president ever inaugurated. I'd like you to weigh in as well. Uh, I'd also be the youngest woman ever inaugurated. Wow! I think she's a phony and really? half a communist, yeah, but that was a good line. Yeah, the people liked it. I thought, okay, you'd still be the same age, though. I get it. You'd be the first woman. I get your point. Yeah. You're yeah. still going to be a gazillion years old. How old is she again? 70-something? She's 72? 70, I think. 70? Oh, so she's young by modern standards of Going Democratic presidential office. candidates. Yeah, I know. I know. But she, they're, they're, you can't have a knock on her for being old. There's nothing about her that seems old, physically or mentally. No, she seems fine. Yeah. Um, just half a communist. So, Clips of the Year show today, as usual... Uh, uh, coming up later in the show, and you know, enjoy it if you can live or go for the podcast later. Our loving tribute to Marshall on his last day with the show. Um, but speaking of clips of the year, though, we're up to we're about to play August for you. Sean tells us September, which is in the second segment of this hour, is going to be a blockbuster. It's probably the champion month. So. Don't go away. Um, uh, an NYSC, New York Stock Exchange, whatever. New York Stock Exchange <laughs> letter, uh, legend. Jeez, i got to start completely over Can we over just now. have a second take, Michael? Do we have enough film? Go ahead, Jack. That was just embarrassing. It was terrible. It was unprofessional. Says me. And, Captain Mushmouth. An NYSE legend with his prediction for the upcoming year for the stock market. Oh. Having gotten it right several years in a row. So his prediction's on the way in a moment. You no, might be interested you're going to make us wait? Yeah, after we do this. I need to know. I got, I gonna, got money. It's, you're invest I'm invested. Okay. I'm part of the investor class, like Positive Sean. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, let's take a fun look back at the year that was. This is August. Clips of the year. I've always liked American wines better than French wines. This is the most money a kid's ever gotten to play video games that wasn't on Michael Jackson's lap. Yada, yada, yada. The dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred. You're wrong. I wrote the damn bill. This is an example of wish list economics. And the opposite of Donald Trump is an Asian man who likes math. You're dipping into the Kool-Aid and you don't even know the flavor. You people. Who is advising you? In the prison population, in the ISIS population, in the mass shooter population, they all have in common a very high percentage, about 90% dad-deprived boys. Uh, dads tend to be much tougher on boundary enforcement, which leads the boys to being able to be successful at school or successful in sports to feel more proud of themselves, not ashamed of themselves, not withdrawing, not feeling like an outsider. You think your opinion's so valuable, you need to chime in on that doesn't even exist? Taking on this story about how to get to cat heaven, or what you should do to get into cat heaven. How am I doing? Does anyone know what the story is? <laughs> Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yeah. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. But I just want to tell you what happens when I get to work. I have to clean up the poop and the pee off of my doorstep. 
I have to clean up the syringes. L.A., San Diego, Sacramento, San Francisco all face a surge in homeless. Last year, San Francisco received 27,000 requests to pick up human waste. But liberals have become utterly, pathetically illiberal. And it's a massive problem. What's the point of calling yourself a liberal if you don't allow anyone else to have a different view? I'll keep it short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. Good to hear Monty Burns is part of Clips of the Year. Oh, God. Fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> the three demons you must slay. My stomach hurts from laughing every time I think of that quote. Right, and I've been hearing it for 25 years. Oh, my God. That's how old it is, probably? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, three demons. <laughs> So, I don't know, Art Cashin, uh, he's a legend there on the stock exchange. I know the name. He's got much of the last couple of years right with his predictions for the new year uh, in terms of the stock market and investing. His podcast ought to be cashing in with Art Cashin. Prediction prediction one. Despite a still strong U.S. economy, there will be no Fed rate hikes in the next year. I think the Fed was intimidated by the market, and the market, if anything, thinks the Fed is ahead of itself on higher rates. So, rates stay low. Hmm. Prediction two. The market-winning streak will continue, and the broader indexes will be up in 2020. Woohoo! Eight out of nine times that we've had an up year like we had this year, it's followed by another decent up year. Not quite as strong, but still strong. So I'm going to go with history. Hey, you know, we just happened to meet with our financial guy. If next year we hold on to this year's gains, yes, please. E- even more on top of it, this guy is thinking? Yeah. Tell you what, to beef up your 401k, unless he's wrong, then you'll be doomed. Prediction three, stocks will be up overall for the year, but there will be several periods of volatility, particularly in January, March, and July. Mm-hmm. Maybe it explains why, but it probably I'm usually pretty volatile in March. So. <laughs> Joe mentioned the 401k thing. I just wanted to, to highlight that by, by participating in the stock market through your 401k, by putting money in every paycheck. Or a Roth IRA, for instance, right. there are a number of... Uh, yeah, any, any, yeah. Anything where you are, are slowly adding to it over time, you are automatically protecting yourself against any sort of, of variance in it just because you're, you're slowly cost-averaging your way through into a, a position of a portfolio. And hey, we're not your dad, but if your company matches it all in your 401k and you're not, you're not putting money in, oh my God. You got to. You got to. Oh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, in the Washington Post last weekend, I never got to this. They had an article of recession worries are over, and they went through several reasons why. So if there's not a recession in 2020, then Trump is your next president. Well, well I, he's your same president again. I, I thought the recession uh, talk craze was utterly, A, stupid, B, politically motivated, obviously. Um, I, I've got to admit, I find the don't worry, there won't be a recession talk chilling. <laughs> right. Well, because um, uh, there's always the there's the cyclical nature of uh, economics and you can get a recession out of nowhere. It just happens. So not, are but all... what about a world event? That's what I worry. about. Right. Some major world event. Yeah. What if North Korea decides they're going to, uh, you know, Fathead's going to be a hard ass. He's going to test out his new gear or whatever. And it actually accidentally veers into Tokyo. I mean, something insane like that, kerblooey. You know, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade here, but predictions of rosy good times continuing scare the heck out of me. Here's one of my predictions. I think one of the big Rolling Stones dies this year. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, like Jack can make oh. it happen. Joe groans like I have the power to make it happen. What do you do? You're, you're ghoulish. You put on your big black robe and just, grab a scythe, you ghoul. I just feel it in my bones. I don't know why. Can I make a quick prediction? Sure, of course. That's what I want. Uh, Sears will be the comeback business of the year. <laughs> Uh, this actual clips of the Sears will be retro hip like vinyl and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I think Michael, you have one more, right? Yeah, um, Joe Biden. He's going to make a shampoo commercial where he smells Sofia Vergara's hair. <laughs> yes. Very specific. Yeah. Well, uh, that that edition of clips of the year reminded me. I, I think we are going to hear more and more millionaire professional video game players will will enter the public consciousness, much like Booga. <laughs> I'm certain that's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and more colleges doing like uh, I think collegiate esports is going to be a, a growing thing as well. Mm. Mm. Uh, so next segment, the blockbuster month of yes. September. Oh really? It's yes. so good. And you swear it's good. Okay, that's next so on good. the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. of the year, final Armstrong and Getty show of the year, and uh, oh, I just looking up at the TV, and they're going through hot things from the year. Baby Shark really took off this year. Oh, yeah, that's was right. the year of Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also Marshall Phillips' last day, as he is retiring, and going off to do whatever retired people do. I've mm. never been so happy for someone and so sad for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a girlfriend or two. I realized you can do better, <laughs> but yeah, Marsh will be missed terribly. But uh, he's got a couple more reports, and we're gonna have Marshall Fest during the last hour of the show. He's you, gonna tell all sorts of stories. You thought you could do better? Or you thought no, they she could, could do better? I was happy for her. Yeah, you know, I had a couple of instances <laughs> like that too, where I thought, you know, legitimately, you can do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have figured this out a while yeah, ago. It makes me sad that you realized. Yeah, and then yeah, God dang it. And then there's there, there a couple of the, uh, I just wasn't in the right spot, you know? Oh, yeah. And and I, I thought, you should have done anything you could to get in the right spot with her. But, you know, it's the way life is. Um, uh, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, last night uh, with our, our daughter, Little D, home from college, she's 20, uh, we were uh, we went out for my wife's birthday and ate too much pizza and then came home and continued what we've been doing virtually every night this week, which is watching a beloved Christmas classic mm. um, whilst sipping wine or whatever. Um, and last night we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which remains absolutely delightful uh, with the with the Yukon Cornelius and the Bumble and Hermie the Dentist and the rest of it. But the cruelty toward Rudolph in the first half of the thing is just astounding. Santa comes off as a psychopath. Rudolph's dad is is a monster. All the all the reindeer boys are just cruel. Yeah, true. I thought I remembered how rough it was. Here, what but. bothers me though is that we see that now and think, "Oh my god, that's cruel." Watching it as a kid, it was perfectly okay. We knew it was mean, right? And and the ultimate message is that hey, misfits have plenty to. To contribute, although my daughter thinks it's awfully transactional that, oh, now he's a hero because he helped you. But, uh, man, we were we were a hardier, tougher, 
probably nastier people in 1964, I believe, when that was made. Well, yeah, that's the point I was going to make is that uh, it didn't strike me as a kid as, you know, anything to worry about. Obviously, it didn't strike my parents as a, uh, and, and everybody else's parents for many generations as anything to worry oh, no, about. Oh, we loved it. It's only in fairly recent years that it's become, you know, something comedians talk about. Uh, it's funny. We are less, and the key word here, because a, a, a friend of mine who's raised four kids to adulthood he said his key thing, and he, he, he's not sure he succeeded, but his key thing he wanted was resilience. Mm. And I think about that word all the time with my kids. That's that is a great that word. That is what you want, resilient. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, you had to be resilient yeah. in uh, that sort of thing. And and, right. and I feel like we're, no, nothing bad should happen, and anything does bad happen, we got to eliminate it and just eliminate the idea that anything bad could happen. Right. And then if a bad thing doesn't happen, we should, we should cry and feel really bad about it. For a long time, well, you know, it, it's, probably, know it's probably it's oh, probably oh, it's absolutely terrible, and you're a hundred percent right. It's probably worth noting, and then we'll get into clips of the year, uh, which is going to be very funny after this heavy, heavy note. <laughs> that when when Rudolph was uh, was made, um, think about the year two thousand. From now back to two thousand, it was a while back, but I think those of us who are adults, we remember it and the Y two K and the rest of it. That same span of time. 50 million people had just died in World War II, that same amount of time prior to the making of of Rudolph. So, uh, yeah, niceties and and soft, sweet, cuddly sentiments were not quite as uh, popular. So, anyway, that's history for you. All right, on a lighter note, because everything's a lighter note than World War Freaking (laughs) 2, it's time to take a fond look back at the year that was. It's September, Clips of the Year. We no longer seem to go to governance. It's like we're in a constant election mode and constantly finding reason to cheer against each other. Why don't the Navy come and drop ice in the warm water so it, does, it can't get going as fast as it's going? You don't actually think about the Pope using elevators, you know? Does he have elevator jokes? He would have fun ones, right? Like he just gets in and is like, can you hit heaven, please? <laughs> just kidding, eight. I'm going to eight. I've never believed in cowardice. There's only one chlorinated chicken that I can see in this house, and he's on that bench. Will he confirm again? Order! Order! Don't rant. Spare us the theatrics. Behave yourself. Be a good boy, young man. Be a good boy. But if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump is re-elected. So we may have to go for an extra term. John Bolton is out, and to mark the occasion, his mustache was lowered to half mast. Uh, and you said you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. Maybe because your role on House of Cards means more to you than your role as the fourth estate in our democracy. Maybe that's how we got here. Beto mother O'Rourke. Bull leadership for a brighter damn future, ass. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And they had step those days used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. 
And I'm sorry I called you Esther Williams, because I realize that even now, in 1962, that's a really old reference. <laughs> and you know, and your hip action at times it looked like they were setting cement your hips. You have to get them going a little bit more. Mr. Lewandowski, you are about like a fish being cleaned with a spoon. It's very hard to get an answer out of you. We'll set you free the and the American lady. people. I yield back. The time of the gentlelady has expired. The witness may answer the question. Could you repeat the question? I didn't hear it. I'd be happy to repeat the it's question. Just a rant. Not only one of orders got to be recognized. Not in the middle. Of yes, it does. The motion is to, since the chairman is not following the House rules, I move to adjourn. Motion is to adjourn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God, how many of those hearings have we had oh, in the last year? I Just, do enjoy the bickering, though. <laughs> i got to admit, it's stupid, but I love it. Oh, God, what's coming up your news, Marshall? Well, we have got the latest massive federal spending bill, now a done deal. Warren and Mayor Peter mixing it up in the wine cave and coffee cure all or curse. The ultimate study coming oh, up. Oh, one and more this, coffee this study is on the way out the door. last official Marshall yeah. Phillips coffee study. Super. Very exciting. Oh, boy. We got a number of comments about the cruelty in uh, Rudolph, and somebody mentioned the Charlie Brown Christmas special, How Mean They Are to Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, that are c- comments that are kind of interesting. Stay tuned to Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey there, I just came across a BuzzFeed article about the 2010s. Alienated, alone, and angry. What the digital revolution really did to us in the 2010s. I think that's solid. We were promised community, civics, and convenience. Instead, we found ourselves dislocated, distrustful, and disengaged. That could be as important a story as any out there. Oof. I'm glad more and more people are catching on to that. I hope it's enough, and I hope they're young enough. (laughs) I doubt it. And then what do you do about it? Yeah, indeed. Uh, you play Clips of the Year. Yep. Coming up in moments. News now with Marshall Phillips. Oh, oh wait a minute. Before we get started, this yes. is from Gary and Amy. Yes. Marshall, thank you for the wonderful news reports. We really appreciate your journalistic standards. You made our mornings better for so many years. Best wishes on your retirement. Yep. Isn't that nice? Thank you very much. We've gotten more emails about that sort of thing with you, Marshall. I mean, text than anything by far. Thank yeah. you very much, all of you. Appreciate it. Now, switching gears. President Trump, yes, he will sign the latest massive federal spending bill, and he's going to do it today. In a tweet this morning, Trump said the bill will include 12 weeks of paid parental leave, a raise for the troops, create the Space Force, fund the southern border wall, repeal the Cadillac tax on health plans, and raise the smoking age to 21. I like a lot of things about Trump, but he does not give a damn about the uh, the federal budget deficit or the nation's debt or anything he, like that. He no, he, no, he doesn't, and it might just be his um, uh, his pragmatism, uh, his reading the room. Nobody else cares either. Right. You do a list of things people care about, it ain't, uh, it ain't on there. People do not care. So what are you going to do? Yep. The Senate approved the big budget compromise yesterday. The House passed the legislation earlier this week. And again, the president will be signing it. It will be the ruin of our nation that nobody cares. But what are you going to do? Meanwhile, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete, who again has risen to the top of a number of the polls in Iowa and other states, was the main target of fire last night at the Democratic debate in Los Angeles. 
Mayor Pete got into exchanges with Senator Elizabeth Warren, who blasted him for holding a high-dollar fundraiser in a wine cave. The mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. Crystals, Um, how dare he? Think about who comes to that. Billionaires in wine caves should not pick the next president of the United (laughs) States. I do not sell access to my time. I don't do call time with millionaires and billionaires. I I don't meet behind closed doors with big dollar donors. Senator, your presidential campaign right now, as we speak, is funded in part by money you transferred, having raised it at those exact same big-ticket fundraisers you now denounce. Did it corrupt you, Senator? Of course not. Uh, I think it probably did, but other than that, that was great. No, her her point that that is a corrupting influence in politics is right. His point that everybody does it, including you, and it's the only way to raise enough money to run for office is also true. But uh, I can't believe she walked into that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Did she think? Because I took in the echo chamber last night. Right. That ended up being what came out of that. Oh, that's right. So she did the same sort of events with gazillionaires when she ran for the Senate. That's how she got elected. Then she had all those leftover millions of dollars, moved it over to her presidential campaign, and then all of a sudden became pure. Um, that's what we all learned last night, and she introduced the topic. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a bad idea. Brilliant. Pete is always ready and completely unflappable, yeah. it seems. Yep. Seems um, that which way. Which is, you know, we'll see where that takes him. Well, Boeing is telling its workers to avoid careless discussions about the 737 MAX's problems at holiday events this year. <laughs> a lengthy internal memo obtained by Cairo TV gives tips on keeping conversations about the troubled plane positive and suggests answers to five commonly asked questions. It says Boeing employees share a responsibility to protect the company's reputation. It adds that just saying nothing is always okay. All right. My, my, my. All right, this is the one we have been waiting for. This is the big kahuna. This is the massive new series of studies just revealed. And their advice is, first, drink more coffee, then drink more coffee. The studies in the U.S. and one in Europe and published in the Annals of Internal Medicine track over 700,000 people across multi-ethnic groups. That's a big study. In over 10 European countries in the U.S. and found that even drinking decaf coffee supplied benefits to individuals over those who did not drink the beverage at all. Spanish study, for example, found drinking four cups of coffee a day. Four cups a day? Yep led to a 64% lower risk of dying among study participants again compared to non-coffee drinkers. Boy, not dying, that's a health benefit. 65%? Yes. And drink coffee, 65% less likely to have a boulder fall on you. (laughs) All sorts of matter of dying. Yeah. And these results showed a decrease in diseases like diabetes, heart disease, kidney disease, stroke, and prostate cancer. Holy crap, give me some more of this. There you go, 700,000 people. Mm, Yummy, so you're going out on a positive coffee study. Yes. This is what the people have been wondering. Yes. Where would Marshall Phillips leave coffee? 
on his way out the door. I will leave Thumbs it up. I will leave it in the sunshine, my friends. Marshall, there's nothing wrong with a short newscast. <laughs> the last time Michael gets to wow. say that. Uh, wow. oh, oh, that's your news. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Fantastic. All right, hey, listen, without any further ado, we got to get right back into it. It's a fond look back at the year that was. We're up to October. It's the clips of the year. Don't talk to me about patience. It takes me 40 minutes to figure out how to turn on the TV. If I accidentally hit input, that's a whole day. I'm also America's cool aunt. A fun aunt. I call that a funt. Now, can I say a few words in eighth grade Spanish? <laughs> Why can't politicians tell their f***ing kids, get a job? It's too swampy. Get a goddamn job. Does that still suck for us? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to have to have a major lawsuit against our own government. I say this to you with great sorrow and prayerfully. I realize I'm only speaking as a white male, and I acknowledge our tragic history of oppression, uh, but you left your lights on. This is a very sad time for our country. Believe it or not, I watch my words very carefully. There are those that think I'm a very stable genius, okay? It's sad. We must be somber. We must be prayerful. If that's the, sort of the consequences of, of us adhering to our values, we still feel it's critically important we adhere to those values. Um, so maybe there does need to be a rematch. I mean, obviously, I can beat them again. The Kurds will now align with Assad because they have nobody to count on because we abandoned them. So recently, I asked the company to allow me to leave Fox News. After requesting that I stay, they obliged. What I would do is I wouldn't give them any aid. I wouldn't give them any aid because we don't have any money. We're borrowing that money from China to send it to Ukraine. Very few. And talk about your family. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage for the last 12 years to an old battle axe named Kim. <laughs> no one on this stage wants to protect billionaires. Not even the billionaire wants to protect billionaires. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. The best way we can fight back against big tech companies is to say our data is our property. We witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. There was a headline in the Washington Post the day before the president was elected, I believe, saying the impeachment is underway. She jumped on her like a spider monkey. <laughs> Come rubber and the aces know from the midnight sun when the hot springs blow. So what was that kind of music? I might actually want to throat dial some singing. of that. Throat singing. Huh? Yeah. yeah, throat singing. Can I get that on uh, one of my streaming mm-hmm. services? I know you can get it on YouTube. Greatest I don't know, hits I don't know if it's on the Spotify or the Apple Music proper. Apple essential throat singing songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> throat singing the essential. next steps. You, yeah. know, you know, Hanson? Yeah, I've got an actual <clears throat> one of our engineers came by with a thumb drive full of songs that I need to oh, give really? to you. Yeah. Do they yeah, all have that kind of sound? Because yeah, yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. I find it relaxing for oh, some yeah. Someday, hey, better who I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. He's <laughs> <laughs> from his life from this monstrosity. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. Uh, so we got more. America's most prominent throat singer. Yeah. We got more clips of the year on the way. Do you have any predictions for 2020? Predictions for 2020, either funny or serious. Uh, elections, sports, economy. I, I think Trump's going to be impeached again in 2020. No, That's no, my prediction. This, this coming year? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. I can't say Armstrong and Getty. Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light And we vanish it I just decided to Google um, uh, predictions for 2020 and all kinds of publications obviously do that. Sure. And uh, the one you threw out, Sean, is a common one across a lot of different oh, is really? publications. Is the 5G thing going to just be huge? It's going to... Hmm. And huge good and huge bad. With the, It's just another way for software and hackers to mess with our internet toothbrush for some reason. So far, more technology and internet doesn't seem to be making my life and society's life better. But uh, No. I, I mean, undeniably, there will be some positives to it, but I just, so far, I'm not impressed in terms of the health of the human beast. Well, I, I think that we have just become so accustomed to the ways that it's improved our lives, that we're just focusing on the bad stuff now, too. That's absolutely possible. Things like direct deposit exist because of the Internet. Well, I'd trade direct deposit. So so now i got to go back to putting my check in the bank? Big friggin' deal. <laughs> and I can eliminate all this other crap? Yeah, no, but well, that's just, but that's that's just an example. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's, he's a Luddite, Sean. Don't try with him. Yes. No, I I'm an, I think it's a net negative. The Internet's a net negative. So you a, still are in favor of unplugging it? Absolutely. If you could go back, I <laughs> Going would. Going to Silicon Valley and just unplugging well, it. Certainly for the, the what what the, the, the for my kids, for raising kids, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd love to not have that out there. Most surprising part of that plug, Jack? Two-prong. It's not even grounded. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the entire Internet. Hmm. <laughs> think that had gone wrong by now. Uh, so, hey, listen, uh, let's make sure we squeeze in one more segment. This segment... Um, and uh, for those of you gifted with the next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show live, it will be Marshall Fest on his last day with us, 14 years of being our, our beloved newsman. Um, otherwise, grab it on the podcast. But right now, uh, let's take a fun look back at the year that was. It's November Clips of the Year. I've had a very hard time expressing myself. I just come across as robotic. I think they're lousy politicians. But two things they have. They're vicious, and they stick together. They don't have Mitt Romney in their midst. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on television and radio. Um, As you know, Facebook can be sometimes an unkind place, both toward my personal appearance and today apparently toward your haircut. Now, on on the political scene, uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? I am unquestionably, undoubtedly, the greatest human artist of all time. Now, I went there with the sole purpose of saying to him that because he had been convicted, it was inappropriate for us to be seen together. Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. 
Name three things that don't hang themselves. It your boss had concerns about your judgment. Your former boss, Dr. Hill, had concerns about your judgment. Your colleagues had concerns about your judgment. And your colleagues felt that there were times when you leaked information. Answer the question. Is it correct? No one on this planet told you that Donald Trump was tying this aid to the investigations. Because if your answer is yes, then the chairman's wrong and the headline on CNN is wrong. No one on this planet told you that President Trump was tying aid to investigations. Yes or no? Yes. And figuring out when politicians are full of shit is the responsibility of the voters and no one else. The turkeys are taking over. It's like an infestation. Also a shipwreck filled with liquor, your Aunt Carol on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I will certainly tell you I'm under enormous pressure from many, many, many people to think about it. Sesame Street celebrated its 50th birthday today. It was a very fun episode. I might not have shown Grover's prostate exam, but... <laughs> we got six people having four conversations in one sentence. What size shirts do you need, Adam? I wear a size nine. <laughs> Making fun of the man's neck. <laughs> and Hillary, I'm under tremendous pressure. Tremendous pressure? Tremendous. Or do people just kind of casually say while you're eating a fancy dinner, you should run, you really should. Yeah. Or is it tremendous pressure from okay. powerful Well, people? I hope you can endure that pressure, huh? <laughs> Among the band names we came up with this week accidentally, or I'm sorry, this year, Zombie Pigs, they played at Coachella and their speakers caught fire. <laughs> Polonium 6, which sounds like one of Prince's 80s offshoot bands. Hot fire, set on fire. It depends on who you ask who is <laughs> right, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lethal Sausages. <laughs> a, a German punk band that sells at their merch table, Lederhosen. <laughs> Scandalous Harangues. Shriveled Dummies. That's my punk band for older people. The Oozing Wounds. That's my punk band whose drummer uses garden tools instead of drumsticks. <laughs> the hell the drowned moles 41 turtle purse our shortest song is 13 minutes long the drowned moles i remember that story yeah moon mules noxious doctrines the shadow brokers Ooh. that's that's pretty good where's the one uh you know uh hansen our executive producer pointed out that if any of these band names really seems great we can have t-shirts made with them in the ang logo it might be Better Than Wales, which is Joe's band, my band, that sounds like the Lumineers, but we have two banjos. <laughs> Better Than Wales is a pretty good band name. I got something good here. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, it's good. So um, these are predictions for 2020 that are way off. These are predictions people made about 2020 a long time ago, and in some cases a very long time ago. For instance, in the year 1911. In 1911, the Royal College of Surgeons of England predicted that by 2020, men would not have toes, that human feet would become just one big toe. (laughs) By the year 2020. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, the Royal College of Surgeons of England gave a lecture in 1911 that said, by 2020, and I don't know why they picked that year, the useless outer toes will become used less and, and less and less so that Matt might, might become a one-toed species. Wow. 
Um, it was predicted by the Rand Corporation back in the 90s. Um, we'll have ape chauffeurs or or or, or, or monkeys uh, uh, being able to do a variety of tasks. I want an ape chauffeur. That would be cool. That's a thing? Even if it's possible, I have a dream. And that hasn't I, happened yet. I make a ceiling at ape butler. I'm not, I don't want him driving. <laughs> to the golf course, Jim Jim. Um... We'll have personal helicopters. Popular Mechanics predicted back in 1951 that by 2020 we would all have personal helicopters. That one's not too far away in in New York and L.A. particularly. If you're of a certain uh, tax bracket, mm-hmm. uh, having essentially helicopter Uber is a thing. Yeah, okay. It was predicted 100 years ago that by now we would not have C, X, and Q as part of the alphabet. I'd get on board with that. Yeah, I'm on board with uh, yeah. radically changing the whole alphabet. Thing. Sure, nobody else is. I can understand getting rid of C. How do you replace the Q? K W, maybe something like that. Anyway, well, why does the Q need the U? Sometimes codependency, <laughs> weakness. Right. Um, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time talking to Marshall next hour, as it is the last hour with Marshall Phillips. He's been with us for a very long time. And we're going to do a little gift exchange stuff here and yeah. more predictions for the end of the year and our goodbyes and everything else. More clips of the year as well. If you get the next hour, if you don't, just suffer from FOMA, fear of missing out. You missed out on something really great. Yep. Or get the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 